one of my favorite TV shows to watch is a show on CNBC called American Greed. Not sure what that says about me, but it's a business reality program that focuses on the stories behind high-profile corporate and white-collar crimes, betrayals, and scams in American history. The show documents the dark side of the American dream and the links people will go to to get rich, no matter the cost to themselves and those around them. The stories on the show often remind me of an old adage I remember from my childhood that says, sin will take you farther than you want to go and will keep you longer than you want to stay and will cost you more than you want to pay. You know, friend, the consequences of sin always outlast the pleasure of it. Listen to that statement again. The consequences of sin always outlast the pleasure of it. It's true, and most of us have the stories and scars to prove it. I've heard it also said that A smart person will learn from his or her mistakes, but a truly wise person will learn from the mistakes of others, thus avoiding the same mistakes for themselves. Well, you and I have a chance to apply this old adage with the Old Testament story of Joshua and Achan. And if we are wise, we will develop foresight, which is the ability to see past the pleasure of situations for the consequences on the other side. Well, Joshua assumed the role of theocratic administrator of Israel after Moses. And in the very early days of Joshua's leadership, Yahweh reminded him that he would be with him and that success in leading the people would depend not on Joshua's administrative and military skills alone, but rather on his knowing and obeying God. And Joshua experienced much success under God's leading as Israel finally crossed the Jordan River into the Promised Land. After the successful crossing, the text states in the Old Testament book of Joshua, that Yahweh exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel. But the people of God would soon face one of their first tests of faith and devotion on the other side of the Jordan in a conquest to overthrow a fortified city called Jericho, one of the oldest cities in the world. In preparation for that battle, one in which Yahweh had already promised victory, Joshua exhorted the people to keep themselves from the things devoted to destruction and to make sure to take any silver and gold plunder and put it in the Lord's treasury. It's from Joshua 6. This instruction was reminiscent of the warning Moses had given the children of Israel before they entered the promised land. Moses knew that they would be tempted with all the material blessings they would immediately experience. And back in Deuteronomy 7, 
Moses specifically charged the people not to covet the silver and gold or allow it to ensnare them because doing so would result in them being devoted to destruction as well. Now, in the conquest of Jericho, Yahweh was going to judge the people of Canaan as a symbolic representation of what happens when people defy his instructions. The inhabitants of this pagan city, likely a center of moon worship, would soon meet their fate as Yahweh used Joshua and his men of valor to completely and miraculously destroy Jericho. But the thrill of victory was quickly replaced by the horrible realization that someone had indeed taken some silver, gold, and an expensive coat and hid it all in their tent. Although it would soon come to light that a man named Achan was personally to blame, the entire nation of Israel was actually implicated and guilty just the same. Joshua 7, the text states, But the people of Israel broke faith in regard to the devoted thing, and Israel has sinned, transgressed my covenant. They have taken, they have stolen and lied. Notice how Achan's individual sin had implications on the entire community. But it wasn't the amount that was stolen, even though commentators believe the coat and the silver and the gold would have been the equivalent of a lifetime's worth of wages for an average worker at that time. The issue was the fact that someone took and kept even the smallest item that was supposed to either be destroyed or turned over to the treasury. It was a failure on Achan's part to believe Yahweh's word and to rely on his generosity. It was a turning of Achan's affections towards something else. After an investigation, the truth came out and Achan admitted what he had done. As a result, he was devoted to destruction like the citizens of Jericho, and he was promptly and publicly stoned to death by the same people he had impacted through his greed and covetousness. Yahweh then turned from his anger, and his people were reminded that God is a holy God and that there are always consequences for transgressing his commands. You know, this isn't the first time we have considered the sins of greed and covetousness throughout these episodes. So here's yet another reminder, I believe, from the Spirit of God for us to pause and reflect on what the Lord is trying to teach us through this passage, through this repeated theme. The pattern of Achan's sin is eerily similar to that of Eve's in the garden. He saw, he coveted, he took. This is almost always the pattern for you and me today. We see things in ads and on billboards, on our phones, and immediately our 
idolatry-prone hearts say, I want it. Maybe it's fame and notoriety. Maybe it's a fancier car or a second home to impress others. Maybe it's someone else's spouse. Maybe it's simply a lack of sharing and giving. Whatever it is, our society seems to intentionally target what I like to call our greed reflex. We often give in to the temptation to covet what is not ours. So let's be on the alert and be quick to confess these sins to the Lord. This awareness is part of the process of thinking critically and living strategically. You know, this story of Achan's sin is certainly a weighty passage of Scripture for sure, but one that serves as a stark reminder that there are real consequences for our sin. Remember, the consequences of sin always outlast the pleasure of it. And yes, even on this side of the cross, with Jesus laying down his life to pay for the just penalty of our sins, there can still be real-life consequences when we choose to sin. And it often impacts those around us. So may God be merciful in using his word to shine a light on our covetous hearts. Well, that is all the time we have for now. Thank you for taking the time to tune in wherever you might be around the world. We all need God's wisdom now more than ever. So I pray that these episodes and the companion devotional series are a tangible means of helping you cultivate that wisdom in your life and work. Until next time, grace and peace.